Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Welcome to Invasion of Privacy. I'm Kate Wolf, and today I have Allison Charles, aka the Rockstar Shaman, is here. Hootie hoo, chilling in my jammy jams. Yeah, we're both kind of. You got my clothes on. I know. (laughs) (laughs) So, what happened was. So, what had happened was. What had happened was um, Allison went through her entire (laughs) closet. Well, my entire apartment essentially and i opened up what what i now call is the the charles center light mall yes so i've i'm now a mall owner and (laughs) she owns a mall no located in brooklyn so i went shopping today at the charles center light mall light mall so yes i'm wearing some of the clothes that i was given i mean honestly it's like the best allison is one of the most fashionable people I know. And I had the honor of getting to go through these gorgeous clothes. And I mean, it's unreal. Well, the thing is, in order to get access to Charles Central Light Mall is you have to pass through this certain gateway. That's true. And there's an auric scan of your fields. <laughs> and it actually dives into your chakras. It's a very exclusive mall. It is like very few have entered. And then in order to leave with the items, there's a whole other portal you have to walk through. So this mall. Oh, I did not know this Yeah, yet. you. <laughs> I could get zapped walking out. You, no, no, no. You've already, to be okay. able to put the items into the bags to go home, you've already walked through that portal. Okay. Can you imagine I go to leave and you're like, ooh. <laughs> Actually, you're going to have to return all yeah. of that. The portal's spitting you out. <laughs> I thought we were good, but so yeah, I. <laughs> what a twist. I just, I went to this space. It was after, so as you know, my birthday is on New Year's Day. And so, and I also just, yeah, started a whole new chapter of my life in many capacities on that day this year. And when I got back to Brooklyn after that, I had already had this clarity. I kept pulling the card. There's an animal totem. It's the squirrel that keeps telling you to like, 
clear away, mm. open up your space. And I just, every day the squirrels coming in, I was like, okay, I hear you. I know I need to create new space in my life. And so when I got back in early January, I just closet by closet underneath the bed, my whole shaman tool area, all my books, all my clothes, like everything in my place. I just started going through it. And um, yeah, I'm just so glad that these clothes, it was so fun watching you play dress up in them. And like the fact that you're wearing some right now and you're going home with them. I love it. So Well, thank you. I mean, I, I'm not trying to brag, you know, but, but I really did just get some incredible clothes. I'm so excited uh, and honored that I get to bring these home. I mean, all tomorrow, I'm just going to be trying them on in front of my mirror and just doing dances and feeling myself. And then I'm going to go through my closet yeah, and do a clearing out to put these ones in. So um, I'll be doing my own cleansing. I have some clothes that I've had for like over 10 years. For that sure. Could I like, definitely. And, and we always donate. That's the other thing is like, Allison and I, Mm -hmm. when we don't, some, I think we both offer it to friends and family first, but then always donating to like Goodwill or any kind of charity or place that, that takes used clothes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I can't tell you how many of those gigantic like lawn, the black garbage bags like made for like lawn purposes, you know, and those humongous ones a couple of years ago before I moved to this place. I'm not exaggerating. I put out at least 15 of those gigantic black uh, trash bags so that they could get donated. It feels, feels good in multiple ways, right? And I think it all makes sense. Just the thing that I've been picking up on in the last few months of 2018 and then absolutely through the first month of 2019 is just new ways, right? Like different, clearer, firmer, healthier boundaries, the crystalline truth and light body within ourselves, um, us dropping in and landing in more and more, like truly anchoring in to depths uh, that I previously have not known in terms of just knowing who I am and returning to that space again. So Mm-hmm. Yeah, with this new paradigm and carving new ways, uh, it's a fascinating time. And uh, yeah, so I wanted to make new space to allow just for all the new, new, new to keep popping off. I mean, amen. I'm just laughing because it's like you're clearing it out and I'm like, bring it in. <laughs> but then it's going to create you to clear yes. out too, you yes. know, so it's like. No, I've been doing, I've been doing some, a lot of cleaning and and my my situations you know different and unique in the sense of I moved in to the house I used to live in when I got divorced so some of my cleansing and clearing is of item like I've been helping clean Shane's old room that he was lived in for years without me living there so I've been helping clean out like we've been finding toys and items from when he was like two three Mm. and it's it's really beautiful actually because I'm doing it with him with Shane and he'll like you know find this toy that he hasn't seen in years and years and he gets to like hold it and reminisce and 
um, have that emotional connection, reconnection to it, even if he's donating it. It's, it's yeah, been interesting. It's this wild cathartic process that starts to happen because a lot of the dresses uh, that you're taking home, like I wore on set when I was hosting the talk show, Yeah, you know, and some of them actually never even got worn, still the tags on them. But it's like, as I was going through them, I'm like, oh, this one I remember I did for this episode with this guest or... Um, yeah. And then also like even that Brooklyn Nets t-shirt, I, I was actually with my ex-fiance before that wow. basketball game. And I remember we got into the argument in the gift shop at that, at the Brooklyn Nets arena. And I don't know. So it's just, it's fascinating the memories. Uh, and it's obviously it's such an energetic thing to just bid adieu and just be grateful for it all like just go back yeah. retrace and then uh, clear out yeah yeah there are a lot of hoarders uh around that they don't know how to say goodbye and it obviously this can relate not just to items but to relationships and also mm-hmm. jobs you know so it, it's, it's change can be scary and I try to really honor um, Shane's process in, in, the, in the clearing, too, because sometimes I can almost be a little harsh with getting rid of things, mm-hmm. you know, like, and, and there, for some people, there's such emotional entanglement, in a sense, to even items. And I think, uh, yeah, there's such a process to bidding adieu, whether it's items or people or jobs or whatever well yeah I mean I think that's just in real life what we've been chatting a lot about is uh yeah our our natural human quest and longing and deep desire for that connection the any it's like sometimes it's unconscious we're just sometimes looking for any kind of connection right like and so if it makes you feel something, um, you know, I think a lot of times, especially with hoarding, like people maybe just aren't even aware of all these other layers and dimensions to that habit. But uh, yeah, when we <laughs> when we just want to connect and then on and then on my path, just asking myself at what cost, at what expense Am I wanting and willing to just connect? And the more steeped in like my strength and uh, the boundaries and the knowingness of the level that I am operating on and what I need my relationships to be operating on, I've definitely gotten way stronger. It's been a voyage for sure. It's taken a lot of practice. It's taken trial and error. It's taken quote unquote mistakes, even though I don't even really like that word, you know, because everything's just always teaching us and growing us. But, and, and it took a recent occurrence, um, you know, going on some dates and, and enjoying certain aspects of that connection, right? Like, he smells so good, right? 
like that's that's to me like, like yum like you smell good and like wow so pretty when I look in your eyes your eyes are like turquoisey they remind me of labradorite oh you know that felt nice too <laughs> that's such a spiritual I love it <laughs> he had like labradorite eyes eyeballs like <laughs> what is it called labradorite labradorite though the one that's like looks like the um the northern lights the sky yes. that gets very galactic stone and uh you know, so there are certain aspects that evoked a yeah. thing in me that felt good and that I liked. Um, it was p- pretty things, pretty, you know, yeah. and and I knew I was very consciously aware. I mean, you were with me through that whole process, every phase of it. I was com- I was I was awake to it all. I was very consciously aware. Um, but then there was just part of me that felt like it wasn't completely done and just a little bit more yet to explore and then on that last piece I was like oh okay exploration is now done and it was very clear to me that in order yeah in order for me to be in the place where I'm functioning in the energetic river that I need to be functioning in I could no longer be in connection and in communication with this particular person it was Mm. it was not aligning truly the whole way but then it reached the catalytic or whatever moment you want to call it of like okay this has got to be done yeah and I mean Allison and I have talked and I won't because you and I when we have our talks like we'll say things that that we don't necessarily would want to say here out of respect for ourselves other people um but we both in our own unique ways it's like look everyone wants to be madly in love whether they can fully admit that or not you know we all desire this beautiful connection and being seen and being in that romance right who doesn't want to share their life with someone that like gets them on those levels and yet richness right and yet the real connection you know me with all the twin flame stuff whether you're into that theory or not to really find what at least I'm searching for, what you're searching for, it's not as common as people sometimes make it out. So there, it's been a real thing of like staying grounded and tethered in yourself as much as we want that connection. And I'm not saying I have killed this every step of the way. You and I both have learned many lessons. Oh, yes. So I'm not saying. Explosion. Yes, I I have definitely learned many lessons. Um, Which is FYI, why we're here on Earth in general. Yes, I had to see a lot of dark places within that I'm working very hard on. Um, evolving and growing without beating myself up and because I did fall into deep deep despair you know I was in a place where the suicidal thoughts were abundant and yet it's not about this path isn't about killing yourself it's about coming through them with more compassion and self-love but also trying to change your ways of navigating but my point is is like as much as so many of us want that connection you know a lot of us most of us in this collective um it's okay to take a step back and really feel out mm-hmm. these situations because a lot of us and look I'm obviously not a puritan and yet I think sex is very sacred the it's utmost. not something to treat casually and I think most people they at least enter it from this like oh this will just be fun I can do this and then leave and there will be no ramifications. But, and I know you and I both believe this, but it's like, this is a sacred act. You take on 
a lot of the other person's things and vice versa. Mm. And it's easy from a logical point to be like, oh, I'll just do this and then I won't care, you know, and that has never worked (laughs) for me ever, you know, and I think the more work you and I do, it's almost become impossible to enter these spaces and not get spit out if it's not in alignment with our souls absolutely and that's really what it came down to on that last you know date or hanging out that that last time was was exactly that as I started to enter into am I going to open myself up to be intimate with this person at this juncture and this like Right when that territory started to happen, every single aspect of my entire being, my physical body and my energetic body instantaneously like poofed out of me Mm. and were like, no. And so right away I had to stop it and just, um, you know, do the best I could to explain Um, and I, but what is most important is honoring that, right? Honoring myself and honoring where I'm at. And it was such an emphatic no, um, that I, I, I really, I felt I didn't even have a choice. Like I couldn't push past that. Um, so yeah. And then had a conversation. I took a couple of days to reflect because as you know, there are a lot of other really big aspects to this story. Um, and so I took like a solid day and a half, two days to reflect on what all occurred that night, um, which, you know, yeah, because within that exploration, there, there was a, there was a period of time where I did feel, you know, really unsafe, um, engaging, with this person in an intimate way, you know, and to the point where it was, yeah, it got, it, it got a bit frightening. And so there's a really beautiful process that happened for me after all of that. Um, you know, just obviously seeing the lessons in it, but man, when I sat right here at my altar, it wasn't, I sat in my altar the next morning and reflected, but it was the second morning after where I really was landing with all that occurred differently. And I started getting all this clarity around just a whole other level of compassion for where men are at and um, just energetically viewing the whole patriarchal system in a different way in terms of how it's affected every human Um, you know, there was some, there was somehow a ton of former anger that had been released from my system where as before I might've viewed what happened that night from more of a defensive, venomous, angry filled, uh, trauma laden place. Um, but because I've done so much healing work and have evolved so much, what was entering in for me this this time was like, wow, just understanding and seeing how detrimental and painful the patriarchy has been for men too, and how it's cut them off and split them in half as well, and not allowed them to understand their whole selves and their whole power as well. It's it's affected men and women in very different ways, but it has just as equally been detrimental and horrifying to men. Where, where the irony is, obviously, 
the men all those thousands of years ago when they started to put the system into place, they think that they're doing it to, you know, gain more power when they're only cutting themselves off, you know, at their own, whatever the saying is, at their own throat or neck or whatever <laughs> that saying is. So yeah, I just was able then to have the most beautiful, compassionate, heart-led, heart-guided conversation with this fellow quote-unquote brother, you know, like fellow human, like, hey, I want to talk to you. Are you open to this? This is what I observed. This is how I felt. This is what happened. Um, and it was so powerful. I got off that conversation and just cried. There was power in so many different ways for it for me. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I love everything you're saying. And we've spent a lot of time talking not just about our personal things, but just what is going on with the patriarchy and how it affects all of us. And I, I've witnessed in the time that we've known each other, us both very much switch from that more, that, that place, that anger and channeling it in a way where we became accidental victims and blaming. Mm -hmm. And we've both done so much work to be like, okay, not that we like what happened or whatever. Right. Yeah. It's not quote unquote, okay. Yes. But, but really looking at our parts and then also what is going on within the divine masculine? And because like you said, it completely, it's not just hurting the divine feminine, it's hurting and overpowering the divine masculine because we're both man or woman, sensitive, beautiful, limitless vessels. And I think men, and I'm not going to say this for certain, because this will be my guess of what's going mm. on, is... um there's this pressure, I think, in the masculine thing to be in control or the man and to not look um, like a weenie or, or whatever. Right, exactly. What the, what they think the definition of strength is. Yes. And it's, it's hurt us all because um, we all just really want to be seen. We want to be heard. And I, and I think the men that are really walking this path and allowing themselves to evolve and shift. They're trying to figure out, okay, like how can I hold both my strength and my sensitivity and how, mm -hmm. how do I enter romantic situations, whether they get physical or not? Like what is my role? And I think we're all women too, as we put on our crowns and hold our strength and our sensitivity, it's like, okay. And you know me, I went on stage last night. Oh my Lord. <laughs> oh, I wish I was there. I um I went on stage. I won't go full into it, but I, I was making jokes about, because I cut my hair short and it's gotten me in touch with business CEO Kate. And I was talking on stage about how big my dick is and um obviously joking. And yet it really triggered a lot of <laughs> male audience members. <sighs> Some of them got like real mad. And I was like, you know, I don't really have a penis right and the one guy was like huh and I was like but it is bigger than yours like I thought <laughs> that I couldn't even you know I could there's something right now in me going on about my own balance of the masculine mm -hmm. and feminine within and I think we're all man and woman alike trying yes. to feel this yeah figure it out healthily discern and navigate I mean it's like no matter how ancient a lot of our souls are and how many incarnations and lifetimes we've lived, what is birthing and coming alive right now is, you know, the reemergence of the divine feminine. And it has been so freaking unhealthily suppressed mm. and tortured and burned 
uh, for so many thousands of years that whether you're male or woman, right now we're all trying to navigate and figure this out. And Mm. excuse me, like one of my healing colleagues was saying the other day, it's, um, you know, again, of course, we're not generalizing saying all men, but for a lot of men, like this patriarchy is in their cells. It's in their, their DNA. I mean, it's, I guess, within all of ours, but, um, it's truly like as the divine feminine is activating inside of men, um, because that's what the planet is calling for and that's what's happening and that's what a lot of us way shores are ushering in. It's so foreign to their beings and bodies in every single way that no aspect of their being recognizes the serum and the alchemy that is divine feminine that's some that's sparking alive inside of them. So in in really in no capacity, it's a total foreign feeling, yeah. which they have no compass for. And so I think it's so important right now that we all do the very best we can, you know, of course, it's probably going to be a bumpy ass ride. It has been and probably will continue to be for a while. But just doing trying to be so compassionate and help help each other, like have healthy conversations that are high level, conscious, compassionate, heart led conversations yeah. where we address things from a, a, a loving place of like, hey, I'm noticing this habit, this tendency, this behavior. Let's can we talk about this and, and just it's new waters for everyone. Yeah. And and you mentioned this before, but honoring your body and your system as we evolve and as we um, ping in, as our DNA is actually really evolving and changing, listening and honoring. Um, because once again, we didn't get too much into your situation, but you honored your body, you know, and I think that's what shifting is maybe in the past in situations, romantic or not, where we would override our systems and push it down. It's like really listening to when you need rest, when you need to back away from something. You know, our bodies and our emotions are compasses. That's how we know what we're supposed to be doing, in a sense. Mm-hmm. Supposed to be is a funny word there, but you know what I mean. What our soul really desires. And yet, because so many of us you know, our ourselves included, disconnected from those as children due to trauma, whatever. Right. Part of this waking up is like allowing yourself to listen, even if the voices come in of like, but if you listen, you could lose this opportunity or, you, you know, he's going to think you're a bitch. Exactly. All these things can come in. And yet we all have the right to respect our bodies, our systems. And, you know, um, and it's OK if you hear the voice and yet you can't listen yet. Because there are some people who don't yet know how to put it into place. Right. Don't beat yourself up for that either. You're you're But also watching that too. You know, it's like, because we've also had this conversation of like, I'm aware this isn't in alignment. This is clearly not my God, man. But I'm aware that it doesn't feel finished yet either. Yeah. And so watching yourself when you are entering in, when when something when you've when you're getting these other communications that it's not a match but you're still entering in 
with a compassionate discerning eye being like, why am I still entering in here? What's at play here? Why am I putting myself in this position? Yeah. What's the draw? What am I getting out of this? You know, because there's still, um, you know, just one example could be like, maybe there's still a little bit of a thread left of like addiction to suffering or, you know, because those are those old paradigm systems that are for the most part have cleared out so much majority ish um but you know it's like yeah just watching yeah 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 our addiction to pain that many of us have yet to fully be aware of because it doesn't make sense logically right and it's just what you know right like so many have just been um so adept at living in that state yeah that not being in that state would be outside of your comfort zone to yeah. not feel pain and whatever. And then, yeah, the other thing that I was just remembering through this is how we've been observing uh, the aggression, the the aggression levels coming out of people. I think that it's somehow connected in, tied in to all these other things that we're speaking yeah. of, of, you know, maybe it's the confusion inside or the realchemization that's happening in the cells or what, but there's a, there's a surging, a rising up that I've just been observing in people of yeah. ag- aggression coming out. Including myself and, and especially, you know, with my son Shane, for those of you who don't, you know, uh, having to watch my own interactions with him and my aggressions there and my, you know, he brought up, I won't go into it because I'm trying really hard to not Mm. overly share. What happened? I hit my tooth on the mic. Uh. I didn't chip my tooth though. Uh, But no, but, but really hearing him because a lot of us, in power dynamics when we have the quote-unquote power Mm -hmm. it's so easy for us to accidentally misuse our power and I very much don't want to do that and of course uh, I have in many ways subconsciously have and trying to heal those and making sure that I'm hearing him and respecting um his boundaries when people unconsciously um are misusing their power what is that about like what's Control, control, staying safe, fear of if we really surrender and go with the flow, what losses maybe we'll have. Mm. Um, I had a situation with him. I think this would be okay to share. He brought his guitar into school. They asked him to. They were doing like a music thing. Love it. But I said to him, you know, you're going to bring this in. You better bring this back. He's like, of course, of course, of course. In mint condition. Yes. And he he comes back and he's like, um, I left it at school and I was like, for a second, reeling, maybe more than a second. Because <laughs> I'm like, are you kidding me? I said this to you, like, take care of this thing. Like, I, I was mad, you know, and I, I wasn't yelling, but I was like, you know, ranting a bit. And he he honestly, and I heard him, he was like, Hey, because I said something like, you're not allowed. To, I was like, once you bring this back, you're not allowed to take your guitar back. And he goes, it's my guitar. I'm going to do whatever I want with it. And I was like, huh, huh. and I was like, you know what? He's 100 percent right. Hmm. This is his. That is his. You know, that is not mine. Hmm. And and yes, I asked him to take care of it, whatever. He made a mistake. He said something to me. He's like, oh, have you never left something of yours somewhere? And I was like, he keeps bringing up all the good points. Why is my son so wise? <laughs> he is, you know, and 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 and. At first, it's almost like annoying that he's like, and I'm like, no, this is what I want. I want to, I want to 
man or a boy, you know, he's in the adolescence who can tell me his thoughts and he's a hundred percent right. That is his guitar. And I, I said what I thought he may, you know, he accidentally left it. I have completely in my past misplaced things and um, it's his, he, you know, and it's not my right to say, you know, but in that thing, it was the control. It was like, and it was almost this weird, like, this is what, how I'm supposed to react. He's supposed yeah. to take care of it. And I'm like, you know what? I'm backing away. He's right. He's right. And I just put the car in reverse. Beep, beep, beep. And I was like, yeah, I'm letting go of this. It's his thing. That's not my guitar, you know? But it took me a second to like release that grasp. Oh, I need to teach him a lesson about respecting property. Like it's this. And I'm like, no, it's Mm -hmm. his property. And you know what? He has a phone that he has taken such good care of. Probably better care of it than I've taken care of my phone in a Mm -hmm. sense. And I mean, that's not totally true. But you know what I mean? Like he's a respectful person. Um, But I've really tried to parent him where he where I'm not overpowering and he has his own things and he brought it out and I'm like you know what he's right that's his stuff and I'm backing away so but but the the that energy that was going in it was this old aggressive like I was mad and I uh-huh. was like what am I really mad about and there was a control it was like this old this is how he needs to take care of, and I'm like he does take care of things hmm. he forgot it's all good. And I'm sh- I'm like 100% sure the guitar is safe. And you know what? If it's not, it's not my problem. Right. Okay. That's his learning lesson. You know, so it's like just letting things fall into place and trusting even if it's not the way we think it's supposed to go. And that's what I mean by the control. Yeah. And trying to really get into flow and trusting that it's all unfolding the way it's meant to. Yeah, I, I, for some reason, I, I think that that is a piece of earth life, the abuse of power. A hundred percent. That, you know, is just, it's still an aspect, though, that I am, uh, I'm curious to get even greater clarity around. It still feels a little bit like a foggy orb to me, you know, and trying to understand it. Yeah. Um, and I'm not even, I'm not over here saying that I've never done it. I, I'm probably have throughout my life I'm just I'm like yeah just that whole thing um because it's a biggie yet I'm like what is that about why do we do that uh because you hear stories of like of that all the time in so many different ways abuse of power that's well that's the whole thing that is the patriarchy that has affected both men and women it's and it's lack of control and and many other things but it's like um I don't feel happy. So if I control the situation, I mean, I think honestly, most relationships are in that Hmm. place of like, you know, a lot of people run into or rush into a thing. um, And then they don't necessarily like everything they see in the partner. And then instead of surrendering and being like, well, that's that person. Okay. And this is me. A lot of people start being like, okay, well, you need to meet my need. You need to start doing this, this, and this. I don't like that you do Hmm. this thing so you need to change it and then the other per you know what I mean like a lot of us it's it's this fear of loss it's like oh well if I don't try to control this or change this then I might lose this person or this opportunity uh-huh. meanwhile if you're just yourself and you let the other people or whatever just be what they are things can actually fall into place in the way that I think they're meant to but and I'm not saying like this is something I'm constantly working on, 
But so many of us are scared to just actually just be ourselves and let whatever's meant to actually happen mm. fall into place because it's it's linked to faith. Mm-hmm. Will it actually fall into place mm-hmm. in alignment with my truest desires? Yeah. And I think even though we're still working the whole thing and having bringing in a ton of faith. We're getting so close. So close. You know, but it's like just having faith that this bigger intelligence, whatever you want to call it, God, goddess, universe, source, energy, that somehow that thing, that energy always is holding us, wanting us to evolve mm-hmm. and knows what's best. Yeah. We have these limited minds and yeah. yet we think, thank God we're not the ones planning the whole freaking thing. Oh, Lord. If you oh, asked me Lord. 10 years ago, my plans, thank God it didn't go to those plans. <laughs> you know, everything, you know, so just kind of opening up and being like, okay, it doesn't mean you're lazy, the opening up and surrendering. You still move and do things but it's a different like I know what's best you need to do this to meet my needs and trust me once again in the past my dating life was very much you know I couldn't stand the uh, my own discomfort so I tried to manage the other person to make me comfortable and that will never Uh ever work but you know hard lessons to get there both of us yeah oh my gosh so many yeah, and my mantra, oh, in these last two, three months, well, yeah, especially the last month, um, it's just two words. It's I trust. Mm-hmm. I trust. It's been hard. I trust. <laughs> I trust. And just saying Amen. it, you know. Amen. Yeah, lots, lots yes. going on. And yeah, you get these visions yeah. of what of what you want and <laughs> if it's not happening you, you know I'm laughing right yeah. I've called Allison many it's been a rough right it's, and I'll, I'll call and I'll be like I can't describe a, this a situation because it's we can't but I'll just be uh-huh. like should I get a trust right Tr- uh-huh. faith trust trust faith because man the doubts can come in yeah yeah especially yeah when like when you've put your whole life, in a sense, like we have taken so many risks and leaps Huge of faith. Huge leaps of faith. And Courage. I'm saying, I talk to the listeners all the time, follow your hearts. Uh-huh. Da, da, da. And then I'm like, wait, that's <laughs> right, right, Allison, right? Is, is, this, is everything going to work out or, you know, it, it can get scary uh, at times. But no, that I trust, I trust what a beautiful mantra. Oh, my God. Not always easy to fully embody, but including the places that don't trust, even as you repeat that phrase. Yeah. And this year, though, 2019, it's like, yeah, it's it's all about uh, the the theme that I, I mentioned in my January forecast was, you know, living living your dharma like a mofo, you know, just Mm really embodying it's the embodiment the true integration the true landing in and understanding of like why we incarnated why we're here and it's so beautiful for me I'm not sure with your you know people you work with and obviously we can't talk about like specific situations with clients we work with but I'm just witnessing more and more this beautiful thing of people ready to step through that threshold and ready to open that door into like greater understanding, greater exploration. Um, 
you know, so I think there's a wave of, of a lot of us who have a clear understanding of what our calling is, why, why we're here, what our earth mission is, but we're dropping all the way, like landing fully into that and having these big aspects manifest that pertain to that. And then there's this whole other wave of people that, um, can no longer like deny, oh my God, I cannot stay in this job any longer. I'm supposed to be of service. Like there's, I'm such a creative person and and I report to, I, I work this desk job and report to, you know, angry Sam and, you know, whatever. <laughs> you know that guy, angry Sam. You know. <laughs> we do know. <laughs> So it's like angry Sam is making me laugh. Like it is. Yeah. So I don't know. It is this beautiful thing this year that um, it's just going to be a lot of Earth mission alignment with calling, like yeah. truly doing the damn thing and fullness. Like those, yeah. I have some words that just really express the essences for 2019 that feel right to me. Uh, supreme is one of them, like supreme relationships, supreme deities, supreme love, supreme mm. connection, like that highest level where I say in my February forecast, one of the main things is do not shape shift your energy down for anyone. That is old paradigm. At no cost should you shift your vibration and your energy level down. You stay in your highest flow, in your highest frequency. And those that are also operating at that level are there with you. And those that want to rise and make a shift to lift up to that frequency to stay with you will and those are the people in your circle but do not lower your frequency for anyone so it's 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 fullness that's another word for me is fullness like full magic full power full authenticity full light um so yeah fullness supreme fun Yes. Thank God you got us doing comedy seance, you know, right when 2019, like six days in, less than a weekend to 2019, we were on the stage in New York doing comedy seance. And that felt so right because, you know, <laughs> I'll end my rant in a second. But, you know, I took over a year and a half off from any events. And then when you had that inspiration, I was like, huh, you know, I really had to feel into it and honoring myself and my path because I'm like, how do I want to step back out into the world? What is the medium? What are the mediums in which my medicine and my work wants to be expressed? And I was just like, yeah, this does feel right because the lightheartedness, the not taking the spiritual work and the depths of it so seriously anymore, um, you know, ha having more fun with it and more laughter with it. And uh, so that felt really right. So those are just some of the like main orb pieces that have been landing and feeling good for me for 2019. What are some of the words that feel really good for you, for yours? Well, first of all, that was beautiful. Oh, thanks. I, um, I, I didn't know any of that was going to come out. It just started <laughs> spewing out. Um, and I'll, I'll say my words in a second. I just wanted to add something you were saying a couple minutes ago is um, part of stepping into your truest shape and authenticity is claiming the places that you might judge as bitchy. That's been something mm. for me. And it's not an excuse to be bitchy, you know, but a lot of us are still steeped in wanting the masses to love us or agree with us. And that's just not like, that's old paradigm stuff of like, oh, I need everyone to like me. I don't want to be looked at as mean. 
look, this is about you being who you are and, and having your opinions. It's not shouting meanly your opinions, but, you know, even if on social media you get not as many likes or, um, oh, I thought that was off, uh, then it's okay. It's, it's about being as true to you as you can, even if most people are like, what is that post about? Or mm-hmm. they judge it. It's, it's, this whole thing is, it's okay if people don't always like you, whether it's in a work situation, friendships, whatever. Um, even if you feel like a bitch or an asshole by actually saying like, oh, I need space, or I'm sure you can think of other things, but saying what you want, it, this path is not about having everyone like or agree with you. Yeah. And that been, that's been something very big for me. Well, not always yeah, smiling. Me too. That's why on my bookcase here, there's the book, The Courage to Be Disliked. I mean, Ooh, yeah. looking at it right there, it's that white one. Um, yeah, The Courage to Be Disliked. I always recommend it to people. And, and that was a big piece of my evolutionary journey as well is like, yeah, the more steeped in your authenticity, your full power, your full light. Um, there's, there's all sorts of things that come with it that make it impossible for everyone to like you. And that was a pretty jagged brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Pill for me to swallow. You know, um, different occurrences where um, I genuinely felt totally misjudged, uh, ill-perceived, really nasty, you know, criticisms, remarks by people that have actually never even met me in person. And I had to really face and come up Mm. against this and face this piece in some really gnarly, gritty ways. Um, Was happy to be your friend at that point for real, just to remind you. Because in those moments, that's like old bullying. So shattering. Yeah. Right. So yeah. yeah. And some of them. And so yeah, through being able to walk face that stuff, you know, um, it's gotten me into such a strength that I've never known before. Thank God. Mm. Um, But it's taken those those self-inflicted scenarios so that you can face that thing so that you can overcome it and transcend it but damn along the journey of that piece of of being okay with being disliked and being okay with knowing that you're going to trigger people in all sorts of ways like I just came across uh, unexpectedly an article that was written so long ago and the woman was like really kind of shitting on it can I say that word oh yeah I was freaking on I'm used to radio days where you can't like say certain words um podcast you can say whatever right uh and like I, I was like I've never seen this article and it was when I used to work with oil of gold and like put put the drops under people's tongue before I guide them on a journey or meditation and she was just like you know so I went to a rock star shaman uh meditation internal eye roll and like you know just it was just um but you know it when I come up against and there was other stuff in the article but when I come up against stuff like that now I'm able to see my evolution with that piece of just like you know blessings um yeah bye yeah (laughs) blessings bye and that happens through us doing all this work to really trust and know who we really are. Yeah. 
yeah, to trust in your um, authenticity and the fact that we're not frauds or because people still have a vision of like, oh, you're a healer, then you must be perfect. You must never have a slip up or you don't have a shadow side (laughs) or you're not supposed to be sexy or enjoy your physical vessel. And like people have certain um, belief systems that they have tacked on to certain labels. That's their stuff, you know, whatever, but they like to throw that and, and it's your own. And once again, once you're, whether you're a quote unquote healer or not, because this can be, oh, you're a teacher, you're supposed to be dot, dot, dot. Oh, you're a A mom. Exactly. Like you can do it with almost any label. And this path is about like breaking off those should be is what you're supposed to be and just being what you are, but with love. And the truth is, when you actually make space for who you really are, we will see less acting out of violence when we channel it into art forms, expression, all sorts of ways. It's about channeling those places um, in, a, in an artistic whatever way. Mm-hmm. Um, we will see less actual violence as we break free of those, oh, I'm supposed to be this, this, and this, because then it starts to rumble. The suppression, the repressed rage, jealousy, just artistic stuff starts to freaking like quake inside. And then it comes out in these. And once again, I'm not saying I'm not guilty of those things in my past, um, but we're trying to get to a place where there's less of those eruptions and more just being who we are. Yeah. And, and us also... And I'm not trying to get out the little tiny baby violin when I say this, you know, the world's smallest little viola. You can get it out. But, um, you know, but uh, the other thing that we both had to come to grips with is just how triggering our medicine and our presence can be, you know, and that's it goes in with the courage to be disliked piece. It's just like having this healthy acceptance that the medicine that is our authentic selves and also the medicine that conduits through us to be delivered to someone's soul aspect for whatever reason. Like it ain't always pretty. It ain't always optimistic. It ain't always, Oh, I like Kate. I like Allison. A lot of times it's the exact opposite. And, uh, and that's a whole nother trust of our mission and calling is just knowing that, uh, this is part of why we're here is to activate that thing. And then we have to keep it moving, knowing that like, oof, I know that that person um, doesn't fully get me at all. And uh, yeah. Yeah. It's definitely been something we, because you and I both have such good intentions and pure hearts. hearts. We do. It's like, but don't you feel how kind my heart is? Yeah. And like, I just want the best for everyone. Yeah. And yet, and yet like, you know, especially with the rapping stuff and like Mm. a lot of people did not understand where that was coming from, especially with certain language and things like that. And on my end, I was like, guys, I'm channeling like what's actually rumbling inside. And if I don't get this out, like it caves in on me and I hate myself and I still don't know what I'm exactly going to do with some of the more aggressive songs. Mm -hmm. Although a part of me wants to put them out as a way to be like, guys, we need like better to put this out here than to like, whatever, that's a whole other topic. But it's been it's been hard knowing my intent and knowing my heart. And I know the same for you. And then yet have just despite all that, some people who just either 
misread your intentions or just don't like you. And sometimes people just don't like each other. Like that's all good too. Like as long as we can walk in other directions without, you know, trying to take each other down or something like it's like you can just not like like that's why it's like when you're talking about the woman who was like eye roll about your event it's like you can just go somewhere not be into it and leave and not have to write an article about it (laughs) I mean whatever like that that's a whole other thing because there are so many trolls and bloggers that are just but by the way I just want to say the words uh, the, remember you asked oh, me yeah. Yeah, yeah. okay because I was like thinking about him um, okay so I would say truth mm-hmm. really honoring your own truth mm-hmm. it doesn't mean you have to blurt it out to everyone but really knowing that whatever your feelings are even if you don't like them and we've talked about this even if you're like oh I don't want to have those feelings they're annoying mm-hmm. they make me feel weak or stupid just honoring your truth whatever it is even if you don't like it or you think there's something wrong or broken about it so I'd say truth um, along your fun lines, uh-huh. I would say electric, Ooh. alive, aliveness, like life force, whatever that word is, but really both honoring the light and the dark aspects of the force and yeah. not, you know, just letting it, it doesn't mean you have to even follow through on the pole, but just really honoring that electric excitement, that force that lives within us that most of us have shut off from when we were kids due to trauma. And then I'll say the last one it's manifestation Mm. really bringing in at least the first little pokings out from the soil but like manifestation really starting to move in these visions that a lot of us have been having and working towards so I'm going to say manifestation and link to manifestation strength knowing that we are powerful beings that deserve and are capable of really bringing in our truest heart's desires and ready and ready Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. And that links right back into the theme of living my dharma, living our dharmas like a mofo. And it's that. What would you say dharma? How would you define dharma, by the way? Oh, I mean, there's going to be, of course, different uh, definitions of it, but it's it's just another way of expressing your earth mission, your soul purpose, your calling, why, why you're here living my soul's authentic truth, yeah. uh, being in an alignment uh, with who I truly am and why I even incarnated and and being that truth in your biggest divine glory, you know, in that fullness, back to that word again, too. It's like really being fully expressed in all your divinity. That's beautiful. Right? Yeah. yeah. Thank you for, because like I, karma, I'm very much more, able to define that Mm. dharma I've always had like a sense of what it was but you um saying it as like that earth mission it it's like oh because they're dharma and karma in many ways have overlaps in some ways but Mm. karma is something that is not necessarily your mission it's almost like lessons that we've been carrying for maybe even like lifetimes and Mm -hmm. lifetimes and collectively that can create cycles. So Dharma sounds like something almost bigger and deeper in a sense. Yeah. Like a soul contracts and cosmic mission incarnated here on earth. Like those pieces. That's our Dharma. Why am I even here? Why am I here? Why do I exist on planet earth? Sometimes when I get frustrated with where I'm at, Um, I just really take it back to like, I exist. Like I am experiencing life. Yes. I am here and I have shelter right now. It's 
subarctic temperatures mm-hmm. in the Midwest. There are people without homes. And just the fact that we're here experiencing and then that many of us have heat yes. and things like that. I've like, been thinking of those pieces a lot lately too. Just yesterday I was thinking about that I exist piece. When you think about the odds yeah. of actually birthing on earth and being an alive human on planet earth, like whatever those odds, one in however many trillion, it's I, for some reason just yesterday morning, I was feeling into that and I was getting a surge of that electric feeling, that aliveness feeling of just like, oh my gosh, like this whole thing is such a trippy miracle that I'm even sitting here breathing and alive right now. And yeah. then, yeah, when that cold blast washed through, yeah, when I was working with hot water and able to brush my teeth with running water and able to come home to a safe space that's warm. I, I just, I, I don't know what we were tapping into together on that, but I, I've been feeling a lot of gratitude for those pieces lately too. Cause it's so easy to focus on what we have yet to manifest. So, and I know you and I do a ton of practice of coming into the present moment and having gratitude, but yeah, sometimes I'm like, you're just alive. Like, you're you're experiencing this mm-hmm. and to even exist there had to be that contraction like that carving out of mm. to even have something and like it's just a miracle and with that creates you know it's it's non-duality it's like to have life there's death to you know to be alive you have to be included in the process of death we eat things even if you're vegan the process of eating plants that were alive you know uh-huh. it can just be painful to be here because of just having to eat you know what I mean just even even and just knowing that as you eat things had to die or you know even to make the sofa or the chair we're sitting on things had to be trees had to be chopped down it's Mm -hmm. like we're all so sensitive even if we disconnected from those sensitivities so even when like there's a drop in temperature we could be feeling the sadness of the trees the birds that are cold, mm-hmm. humans that don't have shelter. When it's, I it's saw hard. a squirrel like on that one day that was just whatever the temperature was, like minus whatever, and and I saw a squirrel running around outside, my heart, I was just, I mean, and then, yeah, I was thinking about all those other pieces too, of course, but just that one lonely squirrel, it's like, oh my God, are you cold? Do you need anything? Should I let it in? I was just, I was so torn. <laughs> I was like, this can't be okay. Is this okay that there's like living beings outside right now? It's so cold. <laughs> I, I had, there were these birds and I was like, should I open my window and let these birds Just at in? least let them know that they can come in. Can Just, you imagine? I give you a call. I'm like, Allison, I let in 20 birds and they're shitting all over my apartment. I really felt it was the right thing to do. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how to get them out. They're bullying me. That's the thing. Any animal I let in would totally make me its bitch in like a second. <laughs> Jelly, Allison's cat could totally, it kind of, Jelly could make me his bitch in like a heartbeat. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I'd be like, okay, oh, Jelly, no. Um, Let's see, how much, first of all, this, this flew by. We have like a couple more minutes, but like anything else before we wrap Mm. up that's really been coming through? Well, that's what I was popping into my phone notes because there was something I felt like I put, I, I didn't find it, but I feel like I put something in my notes the other day that was pinging in when you were just talking and I was like, oh, what was what was that thing? So I was kind of like scrolling through to see because I've been writing some really trippy stuff in <laughs> my phone lately. Um, so yeah, I mean, let me see. What's this? Energy update. 
Uh, oh, I put, why are things feeling more sensitized in my dreams? Why are they Ooh. so lucid? Why are those scenarios coming forth? I don't know. That was a ramp, weird I'm ramble, a little, but... I'll tell you something about the dream world. Oh, tell me. I'm a little slutty in the dream world and I don't like it. Oh, really? Yeah. There's something, mm. you know, obviously I'm trying to like work on something with it, but like I'm like, cause here I'm so like, I've been celibate for it's going to be approaching three years, honestly. Like I've, I think you've broken my record. I think my longest was two and a half. Like I have done nothing. Yeah, yeah. It's been like which whatever. I'm not going to hold it like a medal, although it's pretty cool. But you know what I mean. Like so here. So when will be three years? Um, probably like five months. So it's more two and a half. So okay. I need to chill. But like that's a long. It's time. still long. Um, but it's interesting because here I can exercise that control but there's something about the dream world and it doesn't mean anything to me in the dream world like I approach it like like it's like a weird it's it's a weird thing like I'll be just talking to someone in the dream world not even like them at all and just start like and it could be man or woman sometimes it could be like a woman man like totally both like it's honestly it could be like a monster and it's this weird maybe it's like control or dominance over it what are you doing i mean last night oh it's gonna get saucy because she's got a funny look on her face i was it's like i don't even like it's it's like embarrassing for me to talk about because so obviously it's something i need to work through but it's like i'll i was like hanging in a circle of people not a sexual environment and i was like bored and just wanting some kind of stimulation mm -hmm. in the dream world. And I just like leaned back, did not like, the, honestly, this person was like a hermaphrodite. It wasn't, it wasn't even it was, like, it was weird. Do you know what I'm saying though? Like wasn't attracted to this being, um, they were fine. They were not, you know, and I just like, I didn't even know if it was going to be a man or a woman in the pants. Ah. And I just, it was this weird. And I don't, <laughs> I just started like uh, feeling down there and then they started feeling me. This is incredible. And it wasn't like, it was just like, it, it was literally just to like pass the timer to feel something, but in the dream world. And it's like, I woke up and I was like annoyed at myself. Cause I'm like, I've been thinking about this. I'm like, I want to exercise more mm. boundaries, even in the astral plane. That's interesting. Good for you. Ooh, that's interesting. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yes. Yeah. Interesting. I don't know how, yeah, how much I, I don't want to be slutty in the ass. Right. Or like even in fantasizing. Yeah. Yeah. It's like healthy. Stopped boundaries. watching porn yeah. in real life. Like, you know, so I'm like, and yet when I'm there, I'm just like, what? A, like, and it's once again, it's not even like I've, I've also had beautiful romantic dreams with someone I'm in love with. But this is a different quality mm -hmm. where I'm just like, it's like almost like um, a disposable quality mm. it's like I could literally and I've it's men and women like I said last night was like a hermaphroditic thing and I was almost like grossed out a little bit but it didn't matter like mm. that was almost part of the like weirdness of the whole mm -hmm. thing I just like didn't care it was like and there's something like ah whatever look at me I don't give a fuck and I don't give a fuck in the astral plane like I'm like breaking hearts all so over this is so beautiful and powerful that like on the astral plane, you're wanting to evolve and set healthier, clearer boundaries as well. <laughs> you know? Trying. I mean, it's like in the human form, 
developing, you've been developing healthier boundaries and also in the uh, spiritual soul form, developing healthier, clearer boundaries. And now it's like, an even more specific layer of that. It's like, okay, in lucid dreaming form and in, in, yeah, and fantasizing and dream form. Now I'm wanting to take these new healthy boundaries yeah. there as well. That's that's really cool. And I'm not, maybe just this conversation will help set Shift that. It, yeah, because yeah, I haven't really talked about it because I'm like, but it's so not me. Like, and yet... It, 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 so you don't think there's just like not an aspect of you because you've been celibate so long that's just wanting to feel sexual connection in some way that's not playing a role that was totally playing a role last night but even when I wasn't celibate in the dream world okay. I just like I'm a real <laughs> um and it's not usually even about sex it's like yeah, what's um, the word because it doesn't feel I'll like be, nymph there was or... one dream years ago where like there were like eight girls and I don't consider myself a lesbian. Obviously like a couple years ago I was going through a thing where I was like, I'm going to have a lesbian experience. I'm going to, you know, that was like a, something I was going through just to even be able to say it, Mm -hmm. you know? Okay. But I don't, you know what I mean? I'm very, I'm pretty straight. Not anything against not being straight. Right. Obviously. But in the dream world, I don't give a fuck. Like, Uh but it's not even like this, like it's like, okay. So I had like these eight girls and I was literally just like, um, dear God, I, I know that some family members listen, but what are you going to do? This is a dream, but I'm going to share it. <laughs> I'll just like lick a boob or go, it's almost like taking, I can grab your it. turns? Just... Yeah, but it's like I'm going through them. Yeah, yeah. You know, and yeah. I'll just like finger someone next. Like I don't, and I'm not even doing it like, I'm just almost, do you know what I mean? Like I'm just doing it to do it. Like I'm like. To, to diddle diddle. Yeah, I'm next. Like I don't even, you know, I'm just like. Acting like almost like this what is man, that piece? Where is it coming this, from? What is it? Is it chauvinistic? <laughs> no. Is it power? Is it? It must be. I think it's linked to power and like there's there are deep sexual wounds mm. uh, in my family history. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's interesting because I've been thinking about this for a while. I'm like I don't even like in the dream world that I do that. And yet, I mean, I had a dream years ago with my awakening where I was in this like courtroom with these old George Washington looking dudes and I was like I think I was on trial for being a witch or whatever and I like slit their throats then unslit their throats fucked a couple slit their throats again like I was just like wow my powers like I was just like I didn't give a fuck hold up you brought (laughs) them back to life just so that you could have sex with them and kill them again yeah it was like this real like yeah it's like a power Mm. it's like it's like look at me I'll fuck you I don't give a fuck now I'm gonna kill you now I'm gonna unkill you like Mm. it's just this real like but there was like a patriarchal thing where I was giving them what they deserved Mm -hmm. and yet I don't want to even in the astral realm Mm -hmm. use my powers in that way but it was like these men who had like killed a lot of women in the trials and I was up for that like and and I was like oh you're gonna you're going to put a sorceress on trial, babies. Let me show you who's boss, uh-huh. you know, but it was dark. Well, I think in a lot of times that's one of the main purposes that dreams can serve for us and our soul and our general evolution is that we will be confronted or presented with scenarios so that we can see where we're at with certain aspects, yeah. maybe. So um, I'm scared of being, ju- I'm scared that I even said that because I'm like, ah. Oh people are going to hear and judge my dreams. But honestly, and I'm saying this from a defensive place, but if like you're, if you're going to judge 
dreams. Oh my God. Well, that's how I felt when I would share on other interviews, like the, in a past life, certain things that I've done, how in the past life, like I've, I've killed a husband and things. I was terrified after I, I am such an open book and so honest and vulnerable and transparent in any interview I do. But that was one of the few of the thousands of interviews I've done where I got, when that wrapped, I was like, so scared of being judged that I almost contacted the host and was like, I'm scared about sharing the fact that in a past life, you know, some old European port town that, you know, that that occurred. But I I get it. It's like, even when it's not even us or whatever, we still come up against. Most of us have murdered. Absolutely. Or something. Yeah. In past lives. Heck Yeah. I mean, we're all healing these things together. We're trying to create a new earth. Like and the more we talk about it, I think the more that people yeah. like you and I and others have these healthy, honest, vulnerable conversations and say truly, genuinely, <laughs> like, this is what's coming up for me. This is what happened in a past life. This is what's happening for, for me now in human form. This is what happened to me in my lucid dream. Like, it's just the more we fucking pop the cork off of all these pieces and give it all breath and room to come up to alchemize and transmute, like, that is what it all is about. Yeah. So I think yeah. that you just did a huge thing by honestly sharing. Cats out of the bag. I'm a slut in the astral realm. And I'm not saying slut like what cuz once again I'm not trying to slut shame like first of all, once again we said this. Anyone I've made it clear how I feel that sex is sacred and you know, and yet anyone who wants to go mm-hmm. explore their sexuality. Yeah, no judgment. Go do it. Yeah, you know, it's it's so I don't mean to slut shame in any way. I'm just making the joke for myself that I, my sexuality is very differently held in the astral realm, which I'm also desiring to heal even in that realm. So we'll see. Hopefully this conversation, we'll see. I might have the craziest, most nightmare orgy tonight. I don't know. And then maybe that'll be the piece that shifts it. You need to get that one last dose out of your system or who knows? Well, I'm a very sexual person. Mm -hmm. I always have been since I was even young Mm -hmm. and I've always been shamed for it. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like people don't understand where it was coming from. And like, you know, I don't want to go too much into that piece, but I think that suppression. Yeah. Of and, and we were talking about this even before because you have this incredible yeah this book, book right here the Magdalene manuscript the alchemies of Horus and the sex magic of Isis highly recommend if it calls to you because it's like it's a real deal book yeah. so it's not like a frivolous go by it's like if it speaks to your soul and calls to you get it kind of thing it's I haven't even I've read some experts today excerpt whatever excerpts excerpt excerpts <laughs> excerpts that's a funny word excerpts I excerpt a slurpee yeah. um anyway sorry and <laughs> but um we were talking about mm. still with the divine feminine within both men and women there's this thing of like don't be a temptress don't be even give the poisonous apple and taint the da 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 yeah. The poison of the allure of the sexual woman of the yeah. d- 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 so no like it's not even about any of that. Let's get really real. That you is are so to be paradigm. Yeah, man or woman, but we're trying to heal yeah. our sexuality. So whatever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I just threw that out. Know. I just threw it out. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever, I got a lot of clothes to wear. I'm gonna be dancing. Uh, Um, well, I guess we're gonna wrap it up. Anything you want to say before we wrap up? 
Uh, just, I mean, oh It God. just takes a plunge. Whatever. Actually, let me just open it really quick and just see if there's one page. Ooh. Let me just see from this book, the Magdalene Manuscript, if I... And many of you know, I am upset. I've talked about Mary Magdalene. I believe she's Jesus's twin flame. And I believe that it's the twin flame union and the sacred sex between the two, which this book really, in a sense, oh, yeah. gets into. I don't know if they mm. use the words twin flame, but they're going into that territory for Absolutely. sure. Um, but it's very important that Jesus had a twin flame, Mary Magdalene, and the fact that we all talk about Jesus and no one really has the divine feminine equivalent to him. It's She's not as prevalent. It's a big part of all of what we're healing. Well, this book, she, uh, the author channeled, Mary presented herself to him and channeled very specifically through him. And she talks a lot about in here of how she knows that her story was removed from the text mm-hmm. and is not acknowledged and she was labeled as a whore and all of this stuff like it's it's an incredible book so I just randomly opened to page 134 I have no idea what I'm about to read but let me just read a little bit to end on this will be my note I end on uh, agape is all-inclusive by nature it generates feelings of connectedness because the egoic sense of self is expanded to include others harming and another person would be unthinkable but this sense of harmlessness is only present at the level of the heart persons coming solely from the lower three centers so those lower three chakras can easily manipulate and harm others in order to get their own selfish desires met the amit stands as a sobering reminder to those on the alchemical path those who insist upon living their lives without love will be devoured by their desires Oh, shit. As if the scary prospect of being devoured by the Amit, A-M-M-I-T. What is, that is Amit, word? by the way? <laughs> Google. Okay. Amit. As if the scary prospect of being devoured by the Amit is not enough to temper the desires of an alchemist, there is another figure. This one stands on the other side of death. Damn, that was a scary. That was kind of scary. I mean, this book is yeah. incredible. No, it's like, great. It, it, it brings up kind of everything. Yeah. So... Yeah, well, I think, you know, not that it really needs much interpretation, but um, when it comes to desires, we have more egoic ones that are not yet fully included and seen and recognized and held in light and truth. Mm -hmm. Um, And then... Yeah, like the, they're ones that just are, it's like that control thing. It's Obsessive. like, and those, yeah, and those things are going to get, um, they're getting alchemized. They're getting changed and our truest, deepest heart desires, the ones really in that heart cave that mm-hmm. we're all trying to really get to. It feels like those are the ones that will, that are eternal and the bond between Yeshua, Jesus and mm-hmm. Mary Magdalene, that's an eternal, unbreakable bond that oh. heals. I mean, I the quick things I read, it's like when you enter into that sacred sexual union, that's like, it, it, once again, it's twin flame shit. Um, when that happens, the chakras, there's an awakening, Kundalini rising, the like the whole, yes, the spine. a whole, that's, that's real sex magic. I believe sex magic does not happen unless in that kind of a union. I believe completely as well. Yeah. So I can't wait. I know you can't to enter that thing fully and authentically Mm -hmm. and and both parties feeling safe because one of the things I turned to, she was talking about the kind of orgasms that happen when you're really in that place. Yes. When the woman, and she stresses over and over in there that in order for the woman to let go and enter into that capacity of a space, she must feel safe and she must feel appreciated. Yes. 
it, it has to be the kind of union where both people are in. They are in. They are madly in love and Steeped completely in honoring of each other. Yeah. And it's that fire. It's like the heart's fires. It's once again the serpents are released. Mm-hmm. It's a hall. It's sex magic. And again, the last thing that I'll say is like with this serpent energy, there's so much misunderstanding around snake animal totem and the medicine. I am so, it's so old paradigm to view the serpent energy of this as this like evil entity. It's the Kundalini rising. The serpent energy is consciousness. It's higher consciousness. It's divine alchemy. It's the rising of the truth and the divine power of who we are. And like, think about that. I think people of a more asleep, lower vibrational pull, they see a snake and they want their, and I'm not saying I wouldn't be scared if I saw a snake, but you know what I mean? They Mm -hmm. view the snake from just that fear, Mm -hmm. illusion-based thing where it's like, as you wake up and you know the connectedness of the whole ecosystem, Uh snakes are very beautiful, powerful creatures that are not meant to be tortured or hurt. They're part of the whole thing. And we have that serpent energy within. Absolutely. Same with spider medicine, too. Oh, yeah. So beautiful. A lot of these creatures, we've really... Bats. The bat. Oh, my God. Don't even get me. We would have... Girl, get into the bat real quick. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So the bat... I and I keep referencing my energy forecast because I write them every month and yes. have been for many years. And so back and in, where can they find them? Uh, AllisonCharles.com and WellandGood.com. Heyo. So uh, back in October, the totem for that month was the bat, and it just so happened, and it had nothing to do with like Halloween. When I was channeling that, I wasn't even thinking about Halloween being at the very end of the month. It just bat was coming in, and then that month I happened to go to Bali, and. When I was staying in Bali, I was there for quite a while. In one of the villas I was staying in, it was this open air villa. And at night, these bats would just come dive bombing in to where we were at, like swooping in. There were bats living behind this gigantic, gorgeous mirror in the living room wall. Bats were living behind it. That's awesome. And we would be sitting like chatting and having tea and these bats would just come swooping in. And we would like, you know, we then one of us got us all scared of like I don't want it to get stuck in my hair you know and then we were like dive on the floor anyways this bad thing kept coming up coming up then one day when we were out for lunch um there was this man who held like captive this humongous bat and was like parading it around for people to like watch and look at and I couldn't I could not bear to look and then after lunch when we were on the way to this like water garden I didn't know it but in order to walk I had to walk past where the stand was where this bat oh my god Kate when I saw out of my right periphery that that's where the bat was they had this stand that they made for it and it was hanging upside down and I when I looked at it it's this humongous, humongous, majestic, incredible bat. And when I looked at it, it took its wings and like wrapped Aww. its wings around itself to like hug and embrace itself. And I fucking lost it. I don't know what I was tapping into. His pain, his anguish and agony at not being free in his true form. I don't know. I, I don't know what it was. I just started wailing and weeping. And my friend from a distance saw what was happening. I was just standing there alone on the sidewalk, just bawling my eyes on. She came running over. She's like, friend, what's wrong? And I'm like, the bat, the bat. And oh my God, 
bad. It's so painful, the bad. And I was just like crying so much. And I just, I just sent it love and did what I could do energetically. And then when I got back from Bali, the medicine that started working through me, the bat and, and spirituality and shamanism, it represents like shamanic rites of passage and rebirth, like shamanic death and rebirth. It's very powerful medicine. And that's really what I was going through then in those last you know, two, three months of 2018, the bat medicine from October on was with me in such massive capacities. And that's what took me into and through the threshold on this New Year's Day was me walking through that bat cave, confronting my greatest fears and like having bat medicine there with me to have me walk through that shamanic rite of passage in another, another initiation and into a different rebirth. And so again, it's just another example of these totems and how yeah. we need to hold them with reverence and sacredness and not these old paradigm things of like, Ooh, it's icky or snakes are, you know, it's yeah. evil. It's like, they're all yeah. here to serve us with this Amen. powerful medicine. And, and this is what I'll end on. Animals are not here for entertainment. Everyone. You know, even sometimes I see people posting pet videos that other people think are cute and I can see the pain in the pet's mm -hmm. eyes. They're holding it in a certain way where the animal's trying to get out and move and like animals want to be free just like we do. And we are all connected. We are feeling these animals pain. So whether it's a bat or even your cat or dog or first of all, I hate anything that flies that's like in a cage. What like, about a flying cockroach? I mean, I've never seen one, but oh, keep let them be free as well <laughs> but seriously like as everyone knows like and I know you're just as tuned into the animals and Gaia but it's like really not treating these animals Oof. like prisoners and I mean it's it's something that that aches me but um anyway mm -hmm. thank you for coming on and podcasting with me yeah this was a delight it's Oof. always fun doing it here in the casa and uh yeah it was i love where the conversation flowed so thanks Amen. for having me where can people find you uh instagram i am allison charles is my handle and then uh allisoncharles.com or rockstarshaman.com will both take you to my website uh yeah come to comedy seance right april, april 7th okay mm -hmm. it's at six o'clock promo seance me allison and the amazing jess grippo mm -hmm. we i think host an incredible um comedy spiritual variety show mm -hmm. so uh if you're into the comedy stuff but also really like that spiritual awakening um sensitive element it's the show for you. Yeah. So please come. Tickets so. available, NewYorkComedyClub.com. And like I said, promo seance for $10 tickets. And for me to find me. Who, me? Who, me? Um, <laughs> you sounded like an old lady in like a cartoon oh. movie oh. or something. Hello. <laughs> um, at the Kate Wolf on Twitter and Instagram for healing, kwolf27 at gmail.com. But let's see, February 23rd. Um, at my house during the day, 10 to 3, is Miss Wolf's art class. Fun. Tickets on Eventbrite. You can find those links on my Instagram. So, like, wait, your listeners can, like, come into your house? Yes. Wait, what? You didn't that know is this? very vulnerable. I know. Wait, you, okay, so you guys listening, you can go <laughs> hang out at Kate's house and paint with her? I mean, come on. And it's only $100 from 10 to 3. Come on. I know. I thought it was going to be like this people lined up outside your sidewalk. Yeah. I mean, hello. <laughs>
a bat flies in. Okay, let's paint. No, this is crazy. I mean, like in a good way, but that's yeah. very brave of you. Thank you. Well, you know, only I had two people buy tickets. Only one was able to come. She's amazing. Uh, Dua. And we had an amazing, Shane was there too. So we, like the three of us were painting. So Fun. even though it was small, it was magical, but I would love to have more people come. But yeah, that's 23rd during the day. And then at night, I'm then heading to my car, going to Philly. And I have a show at Dino's Backstage in Glenside. You can get uh, tickets on dinosbackstage.com. But it's like a really nice cabaret, like hmm. fancy dinner. It's a whole, I like it's that. not huge, but it's really cool. It's got I like, like cabaret feels. Yeah, like a 50s Dark. kind of thing. It's cool. It's um, I'm excited. And uh, John Koppel, who I went to high school with, who is also a comedian, is hosting it. Hmm. So um, come out to that. And then, like I said, comedy seance. I'm going to be in Atlantic City soon. March 2nd was the date that had to get canceled for various reasons. But I will be in Atlantic City in March, I think. And I'll be giving that date when I know it. But um, thank you guys all so much for listening. Thank you, Allison, again for coming mm-hmm. on and uh, continue to break free mm-hmm. of all those illusions and those limiting beliefs mm-hmm. that tells you that we cannot actually be our truest, authentic magical manifesting selves. Bye.